This is Mr. Davis's Psychology Podcast, Parts of the Brain, Episode 15C, The Cerebral Cortex. Okay, so last episode was about the limbic system. Uh, now we're going to get into the cerebral cortex. Um, But before we get into the cerebral cortex, there's one more part of the brain I need to talk about, and it's called the corpus callosum. Um, And this ties right into the cerebral cortex. Okay, so corpus callosum, what that basically is, is your brain is two halves. So your brain is basically two different brains at the same time. And what the corpus callosum does is that it connects it together. So... Whatever goes on in my left side of the brain, all that information will be known by the right side of my brain and and vice versa. So they they communicate back and forth. If I cut that corpus callosum, there's no longer any communication. And we'll talk about that uh, when we talk about disorders. Um, Okay, so that's corpus callosum. It's look, it's connecting the two halves of our brains together. Okay, so now let's, let's talk about the cerebral cortex. So cerebral cortex as a whole um, this is where the thinking happens. This is where uh, any kind of awareness is occurring. Uh, so all those emotional and memory things that we talked, I talked about, um, that this is all coming up to the top part of our brain. And this is where you know, you're aware of your emotions, you're aware of memory, you're aware of your thinking, you're aware of all these things that have been going on in your body that previously you weren't aware of. So now it's reached the top of your brain and now you can think about it and you can do something about it as well. Okay, so the cor- the cerebral cortex is split up into four parts which are called lobes. Okay. There are four lobes at the on top of in the top part of your brain. Uh, so let's go through each of them. Uh, first one will be the frontal lobe. Okay, any any type of thinking that you do is going to happen in this part of your brain. Your personality, your decision making, your logic, any rational thoughts you have, this is the front part of your brain. Uh, if you remember Phineas Gage, he lost that when the iron rod went through his head. Um, and so he had a hard time thinking and he had a hard time controlling his emotions. Uh, and so if you want to think about it, the this frontal lobe is where you make you can make that control uh, any type of motor movement so the way you move your hands your arms your your feet your legs this is your motor movement part of your brain as well um, and I think I mentioned last time uh, motivation this is where you get motivation because uh, you're able to move motivation movement okay it's, it's the same word uh, just used differently and so any, any type of motivation you have, you will move toward that thing that you want to achieve. And that's in the frontal, in your frontal lobe. Speaking and writing happen here as well. So your ability to speak uh, and your ability to write are happening in this frontal lobe. Um, so quite a bit, a lot, uh, and a lot of things that are going on, but it makes sense that thinking, you're, you know, you're thinking about moving to something, so you move to it. You're thinking of, uh, about speaking, and so you're able to speak, and then you can write what you speak, and 
and write what you what you're thinking and all these things so um, and that's basically the birth of your personality so who you are is all up there in the in that frontal part of your brain okay second so under the frontal lobe will be your temporal lobe and this is where you know and if you want to if you want to map it out your nose is right there right in front of your temporal lobe your mouth is right below your temporal lobe and so and then your ears are just on the outside of your temporal lobe and so your temporal lobe is going to receive all this information about smell taste and hearing um, your temporal lobe is also connected to your thalamus and your, and your hippocampus and so you're going to this is the memory part of your brain and uh, there's something I forget what it's called but it's underneath the temporal lobe and there's a specific spot where it is in control of facial recognition and so if you damage that part of the temporal lobe you will not be able to recognize anyone's face uh, and so that's kind of an that's kind of an example of what your temporal lobe is doing and your temporal lobe also understands language comprehension so your ability to understand what I'm saying in this podcast is your temporal lobe and it's because you need to remember how words are being used and their meanings and their definitions all these things are happening in your brain um, and, and specifically in the temporal lobe um, third one is parietal lobe so parietal lobe uh, I basically want you to understand that it's anything that your body feels so pain uh, texture temperature uh, movement of your body uh, all these things are being you know you're aware of this so like I'm right now I'm touching my table I'm aware of how cold my table is I'm also aware of how hard it is I'm aware of its shape and if it's smooth I'm aware of how smooth it is and so this is telling my parietal lobe is is functioning I can feel it in my hands um, and all these things and so um, I'm, in, I'm sitting in my chair and I can feel the chair uh, underneath me and that, that's my parietal lobe is I can feel what my body is doing um, which is pretty cool and I don't know not really much to it uh, I mentioned the homunculus and that's the ugly looking uh, depiction of what your brain thinks you look like and so I, I have a picture in front of me but I'm gonna quickly describe it so the way your brain sees you is you got these big eyes and these big lips and these and this big tongue um, and your head but your head is really small and your ears are probably about the same size um, and this tells you that a lot of the information your brain is receiving about your body are found if we're looking at your face are found in your lips and in your tongue so your lips and tongues are really sensitive to, to any physical stimulus that your body receives um, your arms and in your in your chest you know not so much so if I you know if I punch you you know might not feel that bad um, but your hands your hands are huge your hands are ginormous and that's because we use our hands for everything and uh, there's sometimes where like I'll be working in a car and I have to take, and I'm, you know, you wear gloves. And sometimes I have to take my gloves off because having gloves on, I can't map 
my hand in accordance with the thing I'm trying to do. So I'd take my gloves off so I can feel with my hands uh, what I need to do underneath the thing, you know, if I can't see what's going on. And so my hands become like eyes almost, but that's more of a parietal lobe. And so your hands are huge because you use your hands for everything and your hands are important. Um, but then your feet and your legs, they're just not that big. Um, and that's just the way it is. So that's your homunculus and that's the way your brain thinks you look like. Um, and so a lot of you, you know, it'd be interesting to see what your homunculus is. Maybe we can draw your homunculus in class according to what you look like and what the homunculus thinks you look like. Um, and obviously homunculus is probably Latin or Greek for something that I don't know, but it is ugly. So deal with it, I guess. Okay, uh, last one is your occipital lobe. Okay, occipital, you can think about it as optic. So anything that's visual. Um, visual information involves orientation. So what is up, what is down, what is horizontal from left to right. Color exists in this part of your brain. Um, color does not exist outside the brain. And so any color you see, so like I'm seeing all the different colors in my classroom there's blue and there's brown and there's green and there's red and there's white um, pink and yellow and all these different colors they don't exist they only exist in this back part of my brain um, reading you need your occipital lobe to read your occipital lobe uh, understands what letters are um, and it really re relays that information back to the frontal lobe and the temporal lobe because you have to comprehend and, and reading and writing are basically the same thing, but you have to be able to see the letters. Um, and I think there's some, there's some pretty cool things about like blind people, they can braille, they can read with their hands. And so, but it's because they're blind and it's basically the occipital lobe. It doesn't really shut down, but it rewires itself to make up the difference. And then last thing about occipital lobe is that imagination exists back here so if I ask you to think of a, a pink elephant you'll probably quickly however long it takes or how however long it stays in your mind but you will see a pink elephant and your occipital lobe will light up and your brain will believe that you did just see a pink elephant um, obviously rational thought comes in and says well that was just your imagination but according to your visual in your occipital lobe, if I tell you to think of pink elephant and you imagine a pink elephant, your brain literally just saw a pink elephant. And so whatever you imagine is basically real to your brain. Um, but then we get in the way of that and we say, well, that was just my imagination or I was just thinking, overthinking about it. But to your occipital lobe, it is real. So but other than that, that in a nutshell is the cerebral cortex uh, your frontal parietal temporal and occipital lobe so hopefully that makes a lot of sense um, and then now we can move on you guys are working on your substance uh, research things and you guys will do this and we get to learn from you so I'm excited but anyways that is in a nutshell the organization of the brain from 15A to 15C. Thanks, thanks y'all.